0: And now let's make that random call with the $10,000 question. It's a tough one. Which podcast looks at the advertising phenomenon known as the Got Milk Campaign? All right, let's go to the phones and see who's out there. Hello? Hello. For $10,000, which podcast looks at the advertising phenomenon known as the Got Milk Campaign? Excuse me? This was a thing. I'm sorry? Let me get my milk. I'm sorry. Time's up. This was a thing. Got this was a thing? A show, show girls, and the Rachel haircut. This was, was a thing, this was, was a thing, bop, bop. Also, was a
1: thing, bop, was a thing, bop, was,
0: was a thing, bop, was, was a thing, bop. Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Rob. And you're listening to This Was a Thing, the podcast that dives deep into the cultural happenings. Of yesteryear. On today's episode, we are looking at the 1990s phenomenon known
2: as Got Milk. Phenomenon. (laughs)
0: Phenomenon.
2: (laughs) Other phenomenons include... (laughs) 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 Thank you. (laughs) And if you're still listening, we're talking about the Got Milk campaign. Ray, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you, in your life, a big milk
0: drinker? No, I'm no. I mean, with cereal, and then sometimes okay, I'm at is- the grocery store, I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna get some of that. Pre-made chocolate milk. Sometimes you can't beat that chocolate milk.
2: Okay, so you use it for you said uh, for what? What you, for cereal. cereal? So you use it with something else, mm-hmm. and then you'll get it if it tastes fun and funky with like yeah, a chocolate. I I,
0: I I don't ever go like, man, I'm craving a glass of milk.
2: Well, it's so funny you say that because that was the problem people were dealing with in the 1990s, especially those that sold milk. Nobody <laughs> saw milk as something that they actually drank. Or wanted, and if they did have it, it was always an accompaniment of something else, like cookies and... Cream. Milk. Oh. Now, commercials have always seemed to be around, but the first TV commercial appeared on July 1st, 1941, and it was for... Do you know the product?
0: Uh, Soap.
2: Belovia Watches. Huh? It lasted a minute, and it cost Belovia four to nine dollars to put on the air today. That's a hundred and eighty dollars. So not
0: bad, everybody. Between four and nine. <laughs> they don't know. There was there was a little bit of a of a dis- disagreement on. Look, w- look, we fired that that t- t- that money guy. Okay, <laughs> that accountant got fired shortly after that.
2: How much did we lose? Uh anywhere from one dollar to a million dollars. Now, I don't want to be specific. Don't quote me. Yeah. Because uh, there might be some loose change
0: somewhere. I don't want to cause any panic.
2: I don't want to cause a panic because uh, I used to work on the stock market in 1928. And, uh, <laughs> I, I made a couple of mistakes. and <laughs> I'm just trying to be more cautious this time. I learned sometimes being detail-oriented can be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, there we go. <laughs> it was, so, do you know what? Belovia watch time. It was a bit. It was a big thing. So, like, what they would do is, is they would advertise what time it was on, like, as a, as a test pattern. But the test pattern would have the look, like, not only the clock, but also the face of a Belovia watch. Okay. So, if you ever, if you're a Three Stooges fan, there's like one where they like hit Curly on the head with, and they do like a, a bell tone, and he's like, "It's four o'clock, Belovia watch time."
0: But that's what it's referring oh, that's to. That's funny. Um, Did you know I had a bad watch? I threw it out the window. You know why? Mm-mm. I wanted to see time fly. Yeah, so some businesses
2: uh, chose to sponsor (laughs) television shows as opposed to just breaking up the television show with interstitial commercials. So there was a thing called Texaco Star Theater, Texaco Gas, but it was really the Milton Berle show. Now, others chose to buy time during the TV shows to remind people that they are there as a product, and sometimes a commercial could accelerate a product's notoriety. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Hebel. Have you ever bought something because you saw it on a commercial and you liked the commercial, or the commercial sticks with you?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sure I have. Have. Or, I mean, like, I'm sure as a child, there were toy commercials that I was like, I need that.
2: Regardless of whether or not you wanted to play with it. Yeah. It was the fact that the commercial was so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, let's remind our friends some other famous commercials throughout history. Some of them had great songs.
0: Oh, I'd love to be an Aster my wiener. Parade is so inspiring. Oh, I'm glad I'm not an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I never want to be. Cause if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, there would soon be nothing left to me. Oh, love-
2: Some had really great concepts and spokesmen, like, uh, like this gentleman.
0: Hey, You've been giving the missus a tough time for squeezing Charmin bathroom tissue, but we don't squeeze new Charmin in the store. Yeah, see, there's a sign, a sign. Honey, there's a sign. But Herman, we can't resist. Charmin's so deep down, squeezably soft. And the soft fragrance is irresistible. Irresistible. You gotta resist it, honey. You gotta be strong like us guys. Hmm. Right Whipple? Whipple. Please Please don't don't squeeze the the Charmin. Charmin.
2: Some had uh, celebrities in it, which made it pretty famous.
0: Mr. Green?
2: Yeah.
1: You you need any help? Mm
0: Mm-mm.
1: I I just want you to know, I think, I think you're the best ever.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Want my Coke? It's okay, you can have it. No, no. Really, you can have it.
0: (sighs) Okay.
2: Things. And then, of course, some had famous taglines. It
0: certainly is a big bun. <laughs> it's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, oh.
1: where- I don't think there's anybody back
0: there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people.
2: And then other featured bunnies who could keep going and going and going, or computers that made you feel like an Orwellian character. Sound systems that could blow you away, and the list goes on and on. And I'm sure we'll cover things like What's Up, I Love New York, and I've Fallen, and I can't get up in future episodes. But one commercial changed the game in ways no one could imagine because what it was promoting was something Everyone needed, and no one really liked, especially sex.
0: kids. And that's sex. Is that what you said it was? Yeah. Lube. <laughs> oh, no.
2: I, do they do lubricant commercials?
0: Yeah, they have KY-like warming sensation commercials. It's very odd.
2: That's something I don't think I need to see a commercial <laughs> something... for.
0: So, no, it's not It's not uh,
2: lubrication. I'm sorry. It's milk. Now, healthcare professionals like school nurses and pediatricians taught mothers that it was important to drink how many glasses of milk each day? What were pediatricians telling their their uh, their female patients, they should be giving their kids four. You're correct, four, really? Yeah. Four glasses of milk a Look day. At me. And milk had assumed, like, in the 50s, an important role in what people thought was, like, normal. And that was, like, what everybody would have for, for dinner and stuff. But the late 70s and 80s saw so many children's taste buds change, and not in a healthy way, because they were being fed so many processed foods, cereals, drinks, and snacks that obesity began to rise. Diabetes diagnoses were more common than ever. And healthy foods were disappearing, especially milk, uh, which seemed to be only something you were going to put on sugary cereals and to dunk your cookie into. Well, I'm sure kids were a concern. It was more concerning, I think, to dairy farmers how their sales were going down. I don't think it had anything to do with nutrition or health, but you also have to remember at this time, think of all the amazing fun-like sodas and sports drinks that all came out. Why would a kid want to have a glass of milk when you could have a Coke or a Sprite? Or a new Coke. Or a new Coke. Now, according to the California Milk Advisory Board, because yes, there is a, not only is there an advisory board for milk, it's state by state. From 1980 to 1993, annual milk consumption in California dropped from 30 to 24.1 gallons of milk per person. So it's a pretty steep drop. God, I gotta go to the toilet just thinking about that <laughs> So <milk. laughs> the, the processors agreed to finance the California Milk Process Processor Board by contributing three cents... For every gallon of milk they processed, that three cents for every gallon they processed would then go into a marketing fund. Some might say your milk money fund. Now, this assessment allowed for a $23 million a year marketing budget on a per capita basis. In California's population was roughly 20 percent of the U.S. This budget uh, approximated those of the largest national auto, beer, finance and pharmaceutical brands. And so the first thing that they decided to do was to hire a a gentleman by the name of Jeff Manning, and he would be the executive director, and he would report to the board of uh, nine representatives. And they tasked Jeff with finding a way of increasing sales. And so Jeff said, quote, what could you say about milk? It was white and came in gallons. Just like you, Ray. People (laughs) felt they knew all there was to know about it, so it was hard to find a strategic platform. We weren't going to turn around a 15-year decline uh, in per capita in one year, but we did believe that at least for certain portions of the population, we could flatten it out and start to move it up. So what the fuck is CMPB? So in 1993, the California Milk Processor Board was created with the intention of how to get dairy back in people's mouths. Now, (laughs) much like... A problem I know you're dealing with right now. Now, this was... uh Won't di- stay in. I want to be very clear, folks, uh, because there's a lot of confusion about this generally. This is different than the CMAB, which is the California Milk Advisory Board. There's the California Milk Processor Board. They came out in 1993. Then the California Milk Advisory Board, that was actually founded many years earlier in 1969. And their uh their uh, taglines included uh milk. It Does a Body Good, which was created by the oh. account the, the advertising firm of McCann Erickson and the Happy Cows. They also gave us the Happy Cows. Now, the CMPB needed an advertising agency. And if you're a fan of Mad Men, you know what an advertising agency does. But um, it's their jobs to create ads and marketing campaigns for businesses. And CMPB went to the relatively new Goodby, Silverstein, and Partners to see what they could come up with. What GSNP well, acronyms in on this one, had that a lot of ad companies LOL. didn't have honestly was a really good sense of humor. This is from references, uh, Reference for Business. Quote, examples of the company style included commercials for Isuzu in which a driver plunges his off-road vehicle into the middle of a room-sized birthday cake <laughs> and its Norwegian Cruise Line account where a passenger vows, quote, I will be naked more often. So could the funky humor that they had be married to the world of the boring life of calcium. Now, this was a pretty tricky job for GSP because it's a product nobody wanted, nor was it cool. Here are some other examples of other milk commercials prior to Got Milk, just to give you a sense of how they were trying to make milk cool and to get people that never bought milk to buy milk. This one's from 1985.
0: Milk, milk, got the cake that gives you more.
2: In this, this, that commercial that we just had, it's people doing many strenuous activities like running, dancing. I don't know about you, but after a strenuous activity, I don't really go for a glass of milk. Milk That's was okay. a bad
0: choice. <laughs> I'm going to be sick.
2: Uh, here's one from 1986.
0: I was shocked and dazed. I was truly amazed. It's such a surprising fact. The taste of milk. And fresh and good. Has less than 4% fat. Oh, wow. Oh, I was stunned when they told me that. The taste of milk. So fresh and good.
2: It's less than 4% fat. They did the research and they found uh, that uh, the three major reasons that people were drinking less milk were perceptions that milk was high in fat, that it was a children's drink, and that milk was boring compared with other drinks, especially sodas. And they also found that Californians believe they should be drinking more milk. So the idea then was, well, let's market to those who drink it Not those who don't. All these other commercials had been like, hey, you don't drink milk, come drink milk. This advertising agency said, I think we're going about it the wrong way. Let's start with people who are drinking it and get them to increase their intake of it. Okay. And then maybe that'll sort of filter out to people – It's actually a a pretty smart way of doing it. Now, they came up with three objectives to the Got Milk campaign. One, to change the public's behavior regarding milk, to create the idea of milk occasions by associating the product with certain foods like cookies and cakes and brownies, and to curb the decline in sales by convincing people to buy milk more often and in larger quantities. So those are going to be the three goals. But they had to look somewhere else for visual inspiration for the commercials. And uh, they looked at another beverage which was dominating the market as healthy, like milk, but uh, the commercials were the ones that people remembered. Tell me, friends, if you remember this lady... Because this is what their inspiration was.
0: Wendy Hi from Snapple. We got a letter here from Dart MacGyver. Your iced tea is the best I have ever tasted. I am not lying when I say this. We'll see about that. I've been a polygraph examiner for ten years. I would definitely know if he was not telling us the truth. Is Snapple the best iced tea you ever had? Yes. Well, Derek, I guess you really do like Snapple
2: iced tea. Made
0: from the best stuff on earth.
2: The other thing that they looked at was the cynical quality of Sprite commercials and the Sprite tagline of obey your thirst and the fact that the commercial, because most commercials at this time were so like friendly and up, but Sprite wasn't and people were actually connecting with that. Here's an obey your thirst commercial from 1992.
0: I need a cold drink. What should I drink? Give your brain a rest. Obey your thirst, Sprite. What should I drink it with?
2: And then, of course, the, uh, they also looked at Gatorade mm. and the Be Like Mike. And what was interesting about the Be Like Mike, as in Michael Jordan commercials, was that it then said that Gatorade was mandatory for every single athlete. Whether or not ga- that is true, it gave that impression. Here's the Be Like Mike commercial that was also pretty popular at this time. I <laughs> Okay, so they began to pitch ideas to the, uh, the milk board, and uh, what they arrived on was how milk could be life-saving, not health-wise, but in uh, the most interesting of situations. So they suggested that as a guideline, they used Steven Spielberg's 1971 thriller, Duel, in which a malevolent truck driver hunted down a business commuter. That was his first movie, right? Yep. And Goodby says, "A quote, imagine this is what he told the people on his staff when they had to come up with ideas for the milk campaign. He goes, imagine that truck was pursuing another another semi, cutting it off and ramming it from behind. When the camera pulled back, you saw it was a cookie truck chasing a milk truck. And the driver of the cookie truck had his mouth full of cookies and nothing to drink. Pretty smart. Okay, yeah. So saying that milk is life-saving, but not in the boring way where it's like, it makes my bones strong, or it helps with my calcium.
0: You'll survive this car accident if
2: you drink this milk. Yeah. How many times have you poured, like, a bowl of cereal for yourself, and then opened up the fridge, and there was no milk inside, and you were like, fuck.
0: Uh, Enough times to be annoyed. That's what they're going to try to capitalize on. I cannot live another day without air conditioning. Says tomorrow's gonna be hotter. Hotter? Like yesterday. Yesterday? But yesterday you
2: said you'd call Patreon. I'll call today. You'll call now. I'll call now. That's right. To be one of the cool kids, become one of our Patreon supporters and help keep us on the air. Head on over to Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and search for This Was a Thing. And set a monthly donation, even a dollar a month, helps us. Your contributions help us continue doing what we are doing.
0: So what's the paper say about tomorrow? Another scorcher. Cool.
2: Research data showed that consumers steadily drank less milk as they aged, and that their shift away from drinking milk began around the age of, guess the age... 10. As young consumers progressed through their teen years, their milk consumption steadily declined while their consumption of other beverages steadily increased. Consumers between 18 and 24 drank 44 gallons of soft drinks, but they only drank 17.2 gallons gallons of milk. There is a fantastic article that if you look below, you can take a look at it by Douglas B. Holt uh, from the University of Oxford, who does a really wonderful job of explaining the campaign. And this is what he says. I'm going to quote him here. Quote, "Uh, although milk sales were declining, Manning's research showed that 70% of Californians claim to drink milk frequently. One rule of thumb in fast moving packaged goods is that it's easier to get customers to consume more than it is to convert new users, right? So based on this logic, Manning and Goodby quickly agreed that their best hope for reviving sales was to prod this 70% to increase their consumption. Get the people that are already doing it just to buy more. Don't even worry about the 30% that aren't even going to touch it. Recalling a strategy that his uh, Ketchum co-worker had explored a few years earlier, Manning suggested that people who drank milk tended to think of it as an accompaniment to certain sweet and sticky foods that they love. To explain this blank and milk notion, Manning told Goodby that many people who drank milk did so with brownies, cookies, or peanut butter sandwiches. Mm. Remember that peanut butter sandwich, because it's coming back, folks. No, literally, it's coming back on me right now. I shouldn't (laughs) have had it for lunch. Perhaps, Manning suggested, the key for the new campaign could be found in this food-beverage connection. So they brought in a focus group To discuss what happens to them when you have something gooey in your mouth and you can't swallow. To explain what they wanted to do, they mocked up some photos of cookies and cupcakes with a bite out of them saying, Got milk? Question mark. And I think we all know what it's like when we have like a cookie or a piece of cake or a brownie in our mouth and there's no milk to wash it down. It's not a pretty, pretty picture. I've seen Ray, it happens to Ray quite often, and I've never seen the man so angry in my life. I just get a Coke Zero. I know you do. Goodby, Silverstein, and Steele decided to put their focus group findings into action right in the office. Silverstein emptied the cartons of milk from the firm's refrigerator and installed a hidden camera at the back of it to capture people's responses to finding themselves without milk to pour into their morning coffees. The employees fumbled around the kitchen in frustration, which provided Goodby, Silverstein, and Steel with concrete evidence to present to the California Milk Processor Board, and they got the green light. That's funny. Now, they would launch... With six commercials, a series of commercials would be created in which individuals would be punished for not having milk. Um, The first commercial that that, that would air would have to set this up really clearly. And GS&P began to think of a premise, which is how could not having milk ruin your life? You'd think the commercial would be like people being happy that they have milk or the presence of milk igniting some joy like we had seen previously. But in a commercial in which nobody actually sees the product? yeah, Okay. The premise would be, quite brilliantly, a historian— who was obsessed with the infamous duel between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr, in which Burr killed Hamilton. Now, friends, remember, this was before Lin-Manuel Miranda turned Hamilton's story into a juggernaut musical, so very few people knew who Alexander Hamilton was, or that he'd even been killed in a duel. The historian is surrounded by the duel paraphernalia, and he's sitting there making a big old gooey peanut butter sandwich, and, well, let's have the ad do the talking. And that was the Vienna Wood Dance in D,
1: one of my all-time favorites. And now let's make that random call with today's ten thousand dollar question. It's a tough one. Who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? All right, let's go to the phones and see who's out there. Hello. Hello. For ten
0: thousand dollars, who shot? Excuse me. Who? Well, hold on, let me milk. I'm afraid your time is almost up. I'm sorry, maybe next time.
2: Got milk? So, if you've never seen the commercial, friends, you might be living under a rock. Brings it was, me back. Brings you back, right? So, as you, uh, the commercial t- is is really impressive. It's so funny. And so much information is handed out to you, the viewer, in a really fast amount of time. To direct the ad, the company hired a new uh, TV and commercial director who had interned for George Lucas named Michael Bay. Now, today, we know Bay is the director of Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, and Transformers. But back then, he was a little-known director outside of the commercial world, where his big claim to fame in commercials was the World War II-inspired Coke commercial. And uh, he would do music videos for Vanilla Ice, Winger, Aerosmith, Tina Turner, Meatloaf Sticks, and Donny Osmond.
0: Oh, Donny Osmond, too. Yes.
2: Now, the one thing that was still needed was a tagline to end the entire commercial. And the one that they came up with was just simply, Got Milk? Question mark and everyone in the advertising agency hated it. It wasn't even grammatically correct. How would this compare to like the clear, sexy messaging of so many other products like this one?
0: Our solid antiperspirant is strong enough to stand up to even the toughest customer, but it's not for him, it's for her. Secret, with the most effective ingredient you can get to help keep you dry, cool, in control. And secret still pH balance to work with a woman's unique chemistry. Secret. Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman.
2: No one cared, because in the age of commercials where which really seemed generic and smooth and sexy, this bizarre little mini-movie, in which you didn't really know what the product was until the end, like the, literally the last few seconds of the commercial, was pretty revolutionary. And on October 29th, 1993, that first God Milk commercial dropped, the campaign was launched, and it was a hit, a big old hit. People were filming it and finding the premise hysterical, as well as the garbled line of, Oh, And the wicked Got Milk voiceover at the end being recited by Denny Dilk, a frequent collaborator of George Lucas. The Got Milk won the prestigious Clio Award for Best Commercial, which is like the Oscar for Best Picture in the commercial world.
0: That's how they always have to preface it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you know an award's prestigious when you have to explain what it is. (laughs) I I won a Clio, which is like the Oscar for
2: commercials. Oh, 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 very nice. Uh, And it's consistently named one of the top ten commercials of all time. Then they also had a bunch of other commercials that were also wickedly funny that also talked about the importance of why you should always have milk around. One of them featured Santa leaving a house on Christmas when they forgot to put milk out with the cookies, a sinking rescue ship deciding who has to be sacrificed, and a personal favorite one of mine. There was one where there was a creepy clairvoyant kid who wouldn't eat his birthday cake because he knows there'll be no milk. <laughs> it, it makes me laugh. It's so like fucked up and weird. And you're like, yeah, I'm here for this. <laughs> the results, in 1994, California's milk sales increased for the first time in over a decade, to 755 million gallons oh from my the God. previous year's 740 million. Uh, by 1994, the sales decline reported by California milk processors in 1993 had been halted. They were able to halt the decline. Uh, and according to Nielsen scanner data, California milk sales increased 7%. Unfortunately, national sale figures were unchanged.
0: I bet that was utterly crazy. Utterly Utterly. You did good. Now, the Got Milk
2: campaign made its mark in advertising by collecting nearly every industry award, including multiple Clio awards, several Effies, a number of Gold Addy awards, a Silver Lion at the Cannes International Advertising Festival, and a David Ogilvie Research Award. (laughs) Uh, According to GSNP, a 1999 national survey revealed that awareness for the tagline Got Milk was 12 times greater than the slogan for Pepsi. Six times greater than the sports drink, Gatorade's tagline, life's a sport, drink it up. And four times greater than Coke's slogan, enjoy. This is Jeff Manning, quote, A brand's strength and power comes from the immovable belief that it will live forever. Start acting on that belief, and every decision, every idea, every waking moment begins to take focus and direction. The same holds true for a campaign or a tagline. Got Milk will live forever because we, the dairy industry, will it so. Not very scientific, but true nonetheless. In 2003, the CMPB reported that the campaign had a 97% awareness rate in California. Wow. Now, they got smart, the, uh, the Got Milk people, and they wanted to co-brand with other companies because, if you remember, the original idea was blank and milk. And so in 1995 came this parody, a black-and-white commercial called Oreo Cane.
0: Gentlemen, our future rests on the success of this cookie. Yes, C.W., but what do we name it?
1: How about wafericious twist cookie? I've
0: got it! Chocolama! What about you, Hurley? Oh, yeah. Hurley, you're a genius. Got milk.
2: However, the uh, target audience, kids and teenagers, were still not buying. Adults did, and they loved it, but they needed to pivot kids to do so. And so they did that in 1996 with two commercials specifically aimed for kids. One was called Interrogation, and the other one was called Isolation. <laughs> Both featured teen protagonists.
0: You know what I think when we need to feature for kids? Isolation and interrogation. You need help, Bob. Yeah, we need two bu- the buzzwords for the kids. Okay. Let's... Now, what you do with the car keys? Okay, Bob. this is not the time for it I'm sorry I'm sorry just go to your room and think about it I'm your boss Bob okay oh boy I need I need a week off again
2: (laughs) this is interrogation
0: all right Tommy you're looking at 10 to 15 why don't you try and help yourself out you looking at my cupcakes go ahead take a bite and a boy all right now we can do this the easy way
1: or we can do it the hard way.
2: Got milk? And then, of course, this is isolation.
0: Mike Proctor is a student at Buckley University, and he's about to become the subject of a remarkable experiment. He will live inside this small chamber, cut off from all human contact, alone.
1: Yo, get a little milk in here.
0: For the next. Thirty days.
1: Oh no 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 guys, no, I didn't sign off for this. Guys, I got tons of zero. I
2: want to milk.
0: Fascinating.
1: Got milk.
2: Let's take a look at the next part of the Got Milk campaign, because it wasn't just on television, it was also a print ad as well. Um the two words. Got milk soon became intertwined with 90s pop culture sayings, and the phenomenon pretty much topped itself in television with its formulaic approach. And by formulaic, I mean, as brilliant as these commercials are, you always know. What the end result is going to be, which is they're always going to say got milk. So how do you keep surprising people? But in 1995, the National Milk Processor Education Program, yes, that one, (laughs) licensed the phrase got milk to run print campaigns. So it would be in magazines, papers, billboards. But instead of funny little scenarios and still images, it would be major celebrities all With milk, mustaches, people like Brooke Shields, The Simpsons, Frankie Munez, the Mario Brothers, Beyonce, Harrison Ford, Kermit the Frog, all were spotted in artsy ads created by Sal Tayabi, Bernie Hagoya, and Jennifer Gold, who wrote the little stories accompanying the images and asking, quote, Where's your mustache? Who did the photos? Annie Leibovitz. This is from uh, Mr. Hagoya. Uh, Annie sent a note back to us saying that not only did she want to do it, but she, would mo- she wanted to make sure nobody else could. She saw the power of what this was going to be. At a time when print magazines were very big, she thought that if she were to make the photos really special, they would be everywhere. You couldn't get away from this campaign. Leibowitz's uh, then partner was the brilliant author Susan Sontag. And one day Susan Sontag uh, came along because she wanted to meet Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Uh, The first person they asked to do this was Whoopi Goldberg, but there was a problem. She was lactose intolerant. So when they created uh, lactose-free milk— Oh, that's funny. —she was the first person for that campaign. And the reason she said that she wanted to do it was because she said she was reminded with these commercials of um, a commercial she used to watch when she was younger for—I believe it was called Levy's Rye Bread. And it said, like, you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy Levy's. And she said what I loved about it was it said that, like, a food can unite people regardless of anything. And she wanted to do the same sort of thing with milk, the, the, the way they had done with the rye bread in the 1960s. From 1994 to 2005, ads appeared in California directed Latinx consumers using the tagline, Familia, Amor y Leche, meaning family. Love and Milk, and that was created by Anita Santiago Advertising. In uh, 2005, the Spanish language campaign was awarded to ad agency Grupo Gallegos, who changed the tagline to Tomo Leche, or Drink Milk. Now, um, in 2001, Goodby created a Spanish language television ad, La Larona. It was based on a Mexican folktale about a woman who drowned her children to spite her adulterous husband. Uh, eternally sorry, what? she she wandered the earth as a ghost in search of her lost children. Quote uh, from Goodby, she's kind of the boogeyman in Mexico. The interesting thing about this ad was that the uh, Hispanics thought it was funny. Non-Hispanics, Goodby noted, thought it was some sort of a tie-in to a ghost movie. Uh, La Llorona also satisfied Manning's desire to make ads that generated their own publicity. The ad received lavish media coverage because it was the first Spanish-language spot to be broadcast on anglo television and in 2001 they launched a website that sold got milk products around the house to remind you to always have milk and uh they began to buy lots of late night advertising because that's when they realized people would be going out for midnight snacks stoners so stoners yeah the line became so popular got milk that it was licensed not only to milk but to barbie and to hot wheels and to parodies um and it was brilliantly bought back in the 2010s with uh ken Parody video of Got Milk featuring Leslie Odom Jr., who played Aaron Burr Mm. in Hamilton, the musical. So, at some point, you were wondering when Hamilton came out, would they ever do a Got Milk commercial tie in? And they did, and here's the commercial.
0: And that was Spring from Vivaldi's Four Seasons, one of my all time favorites. And now let's make that random call with today's $10,000 question. It's a tough one Who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? All right, let's go to the phones and see who's out there. Hello? Hello, for $10,000, Bo. Excuse me?
1: Hold on, gonna get some milk.
0: Ow! I'm afraid your time is almost up. I'm sorry, maybe next time.
2: And the tagline is, got Hamilton. Smart. Very smart, I think. In February 2014, uh, Milk Pep, uh, (laughs) a new organization, (laughs) announced that it would discontinue licensing the slogan for its advertising in favor of a new tagline named Milk Life. Boring. Uh, Despite this, the California Milk Processor Board, uh, the creators and owners of the trademark, continue to use it. And as of 2016, the brand is used for a line of snack foods called Got milk snacks? Uh, in 2020, milk pep revived the campaign in light of increased sales during the COVID-19 pandemic. Got the Rona? <laughs> got got Rona? <laughs> Our thoughts on the Got Milk campaign and a little bit more information about how effective the campaign was when we
0: come back. This was a thing. This was a thing. And now, this is a stain. sketch.
2: Welcome back to the 1993 Clio Awards, the awards ceremony that honors the best in commercial broadcasting. Please welcome
0: to the stage the man who created Mr. Whipple, Don Morse. Thank you. What a night. So many great people out here tonight. There's Anna Nicole Smith and her 90-year-old husband. (laughs) Not many people know this, but Anna on her wedding night was the one who coined the phrase, got milk. The next category honors best abandoned commercial campaign. The 1993 nominees are Coca-Cola, the Mean Joe Pesci campaign. Mr. Pesci? Hey, what the f- you want, you little f-ing piece of sh-t? little sucker? Have a Coke? you tell me what the f- to do, you little pissing motherfucker? I'm gonna break your head with this bottle, and I'm gonna take the broken glass, and your mother, and your sister, and that okay? Snapple, the Wendy the Snapple Lady's Right to Life
2: campaign. Hi from Snapple. I got a letter a while ago from an unborn fetus asking me to protect his rights to life. So for every single Snapple bottle you return, we will donate one cent to save the lives of the unborn, and we will send you a sample of our new berry blaster, Snapple, made from the best stuff on God's flat
0: earth. Tylenol, but we don't poison people anymore, campaign.
2: Sometimes when I get a headache, it's hard for me to concentrate and spend time with my wife and kids. I've tried everything from Excedrin to Motrin to Bayer to Buffer, nothing works like Tylenol. Now, I know what you're thinking. Tylenol, didn't that kill a bunch of people? Well, the only thing that Tylenol kills now are the headaches and the feeling that I'm missing out on my family. Tylenol, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger.
0: Viagra, the Where's the Beef campaign. Where's the beef? I'm sorry, this hasn't happened to me before. Where's the beef?
2: Clara isn't very happy when she wants to get her beef patty pounded and you can't get it up for her. So try Viagra's new Quarter Pounder Pail, which will get your beef harder than some of our competitors' french fries. what you think of that, baby?
0: There's the beef. And the winner is... We'll tell you after this commercial break.
2: Coming up on the Clio Awards, a tribute to Mr. Whipple by the Charmin Shitting Bears and a medley of commercial jingles performed by Jason Alexander and his hairpiece. Thank you. This was a sketch. So even though the year following the Got Milk commercial, milk had actually, they were able to halt the decline. It did not last for very long. And of course, with all the other drinks out there, milk still has just never gotten its... Claim back to society. So people will look back at it at the commercials and go, wow, that's a really funny commercial. But it still doesn't make you want to drink the product. No, yeah. They're brilliant and they're artistic, but they don't really do anything. One thing it might trigger is, is, oh, that commercial was funny. Oh, I should probably have milk in the <laughs> house. But it didn't make people want to go out and get it, especially as time has gone on. We've had even more. Wonderful beverages come out that are also fantastic. And now there's a lot of complaints that people feel that milk is fattening. We have the idea of lactose intolerance, which has now taken on a much bigger proportion than it did in the early 90s. So milk is now something almost to be avoided. And if you are going to have milk, you're probably going to have like diarrhea, diarrhea. <laughs> Just basic good old (laughs) diarrhea. So the the campaign halted it for like a little bit. But once again, we're back to where we started, which is people still are not really drinking milk because there's also a whole bunch of other alternatives out there. Like Red Bull. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you think of all the activities out there, the only time you're going to really be drinking milk, I would assume, is if you're having a sweet treat. And now there's such a health craze. People still have sweet treats, but... Not as often as they did previously, would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can I can just imagine the kid that's like, you know, like playing f- football like peewee football, like, oh man, I need to have some of this milk. Yeah, but I mean, think about
2: it. you know, it's it's like when you're done doing a physical activity, you don't crave milk. you crave water or gatorade or something to get your electrolytes back up, right? Or if you're if you do have like a I, I also see a lot of people now if they have cake or a cookie, they'll do it with coffee, yeah. They won't do it with milk.
0: Have you ever ever heard of coffee cake? I have. It's really good. Have you ever heard of playing a game with Mark Schroeder? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to milk this bit. Sorry, I thought you were in a bad mood. You are utterly ridiculous. I already made an utterly joke earlier. Don't have a cow, man.
1: Oh!
2: Oh, jeez. What's another good one? People are shouting them out to us right now. Uh. Did I tell you that my boyfriend loves social media? He's my bovine.
0: Oh, Okay. How was that? That's pretty good. Want to take it away, Mark? <laughs>
1: this was a thing, and now it's a quiz. This is a this was a
2: quiz
0: with Mark Schroeder. Do
2: you remember the Got Milk commercial?
1: How could I not? Oh my God, everywhere. Everybody had a white lip. Do you remember? Got to get that boom boom pal. What's that? I don't know what the fuck you're talking Gotta about. Get, get that, that shit boom, away from me. Boom 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 boom. It's, boom, 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 it's, it's Black boom, Eyed piece. Nope. No. Gotta Remember get the that. Venga Buses Come? Oh, yeah. The thing, ba, 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 the Six ba, Flags? Ba, yes. The old man. New York to San Francisco. The thing I liked about Got Milk, it was pretty horny. That was a pretty horny slogan. Yes. <laughs> yeah? That could be pretty sexy. Uh, is it just me? Anybody else feel that way? It's, I, it's not the only horny brand slogan out there, and I'm going to prove that to you, because this is a little game called Sexy
2: Slogans. Oh. Including Don't Squeeze the Charmin. Oh, the original gosh. title was Don't Come in Me. <laughs> yeah. Pull Out? Pull Out. And then they. Said, let's just gotta get the brand just name in it. Sure you flush it. Just
1: make sure you
0: flush it. Ew. Uh
1: you're gonna compete against Ew. each other, guys, uh, and it's gonna be head to head. Oh. <laughs> well it's all gonna be sexy this time. Oh, wrong one. I'm gonna read out hmm. a real advertising slogan that's sexy as fuck. The person who says the correct brand name first wins a point. The one with the most point at the end wins. Loser has to chug this gallon of milk that I've had sitting in my car for six days.
0: Oh Jesus. Oh great.
1: And I'm gonna say these sexy as fuck, too. So here we go. Be brown reach out and touch someone
2: oh it was um at&t that
1: is right when it fits you feel it
2: guess jeans is it a shoe company calvin klein jc penny oh <laughs>
1: the Penney. least
0: sexiest thing i can when imagine it fits okay. you feel it. arizona jean company is it in you Intel. Nike? That's Gatorade. Gatorade. Uh, is it in you? I say, is it in me? You say that a lot, bro. Mm.
1: Let your fingers do the walking.
0: The Yellow Pages. <laughs> yeah. Our most
1: important package is yours. Uh, FedEx. U- UPS. FedEx. Good to the last drop. A Maxwell House. Yeah, that is correct. Best a man can get. Gillette? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're getting horny over well, there. Well, put your dick away, dude. No.
2: <laughs> Make me. I love With your mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no
1: <laughs> It takes a licking and keeps on
2: ticking. Oh uh uh uh, uh, Rolex. uh uh Timex Timex. Timex.
1: Once you
0: pop you can't stop Glazed uh, potato chips. Pringles. Pringles, yeah. Almost, yeah.
1: Pleasing people all over the world. That I don't know. That's Holiday Inn. Oh. oh all I was going to say world, Salvation just... Army. Rob, you're horny as fuck. Put your dick away, dude. Nope.
0: You got that when You crushed that game. Hey, do you work for UPS? Yeah. Because I could have sworn you were checking out my package.
2: Oh. <laughs> but I really do work for UPS. Uh-huh. I don't think this package was yours. So I, I made a mistake. It makes stuck. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you notice that my car has no doors? Yeah. I thought that was completely unsafe, but... Yeah gotta get out for the I,
0: th- I thought you just drove
2: a jalopy no <laughs> i like a jalopy and i like a podcast and if i like a podcast that means i'm gonna like an instagram like at this was a thing pod maybe a website www.thiswasathing.com want to give me some money go on to patreon five dollars a month or more old lucy level
0: yay got us got thing got thing got this was a thing got podcast <laughs> We should we should do a an ad where it's just like uh, microphone cords dripping off of our upper lips. Mm. Oh, that's fun!
2: I love you. See, thinking outside the box.
0: I'm an ad man.
2: <laughs> Don dripper. <laughs> Tacha, tri- get Ooh. out. All right, Mark. Goodbye. Goodbye, Ray. Okay. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to This Was a Thing, and a big thanks to the folks that keep this show running. Our editor, Daniel Cutcut Schwartzberg. Our composer, Billy Better Than DC Reesey, Our social media director, Gabe Hashtag Crawford. Our graphic designer, Natalie's Nothing Too Graphic, Desavia, Savia. And finally, our games coordinator, Mark the Shark Schroeder. If you liked what we did today, make sure to head on over to iTunes to rate and review us. The more stars you leave us, the more love we feel. Hey, speaking of love, show us some social media love. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ThisWasAThingPod and Facebook we are ThisWasAThingPodcast. Reach out, we'd love to hear from you. And if you really like what we did today, head on over to Patreon.com and become one of our sponsors and you'll get access to special episodes, interviews, and merch. That's Patreon. Search ThisWasAThing and support us so we can keep doing this show.